Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Genoscopy, Andrew Barnell. Andrew, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Jared? I'm doing well. Did I read that right? uh, You're in St. Louis? Yes, we are based in St. Louis, Missouri. Really cool. I used to go out there every quarter. Um, My last company got acquired by SteadyMD. So I used to... That was one of the easiest airports I've ever flown in and out of. <laughs> I know Guy and the Steady MD folks well, and uh, one of the benefits of St. Louis for sure. Uh, Ten minutes to the airport, and uh, maybe even less than that through security. So, oh, it was so. Except there was one time I flew in there. It was like that annual, like veterans mm-hmm. parade in there. And that took me like maybe over an hour to get out of there because they made them go around like 10 times before they allowed you to leave, uh, which was, and it was like nine o'clock at night coming on a late flight. I was like, wow, but it's usually fast. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to chat with you t- today. This is the first time you've been on the podcast. So let's kick things off by you telling the audience a little bit about your background and then we'll talk more about genoscopy. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started my career in the financial services industry. So healthcare investment banking and private equity um, got my MBA and actually started this company while I was a student with my sister. Uh, She has an MD PhD by background and we started this company together about six, seven years ago to develop diagnostic tests for gastrointestinal health. What's it like uh, working with, with family? It's great, it's great. There's an extra level of built-in trust there. My sister and I have obviously known each other for a long time, but we also have very different domain expertises and also styles and areas that we like to focus on with work. So I find it to be very complimentary. Now, how do you, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, that's, uh, you know, everyone I've talked with, you you always hear about that. It can be difficult. I've heard that those stories, but everyone I've spoken with has said really great things about working with family. And it's, one of the toughest parts about building these businesses, right, is building trust with, with everyone and, and knowing, you know, each person's role and what you're doing. So kudos to you and, and your sister for making, for making that work. Um, I would love to hear how your early career, because much different, right, than what you're in today, how what you, what you got into originally, how you use those skills and what you're in today. There's always those those crossovers. So I know our audience finds the, these questions super interesting. So I'm going to tee that up to you. Yeah, absolutely. So I started my career as a healthcare investment banker at JP Morgan. So doing things such as buy side and sell side M&A, equity and debt financings. And I really developed a passion for the healthcare industry. I really liked the sort of double bottom line of doing business, but also being able to help people uh, and impact um, population health. So um, I had a passion for healthcare, um, carried that over into the private equity. And, and in terms of the skills, I, I don't think I viewed it as a translatable skill at the time. I think, you know, when I, when I had envisioned people starting companies, I had thought of it more being a scientist or an engineer uh, or a doctor, particularly in healthcare. But there was a lot that I learned about Um, fundraising, how companies work and how they operate and how to run them. I met a number of very, very talented people uh, who spent their careers running uh, healthcare businesses. And so a lot of that has translated over into um, the day-to-day of what I do here at Genoscopy. I'm certainly not allowed in the laboratory. Uh, That is not my skill set, but particularly when you're 
growing and building a business. You know, we have 55 employees today. We're spread out across a number of states. Um, we've raised a good amount of venture capital. So all of those things, uh, you know, I've been able to use a lot of the expertise that I learned in my early career. Thanks so much for sharing. And uh, I want to tee up, you know, you recently announced pivotal trial results for uh, demonstrating your non-invasive uh, colorectal cancer test. Talk me through uh, th those recent results, what you, what you can share. I know the product is pending FDA approval, um, but what you can share, we would love to hear. Yeah. And maybe I'll start a little bit with the mission and why we founded this company. So we really felt that there is a huge need within gastrointestinal health. We view it as a relatively underserved area uh, in terms of particularly diagnostic testing. So our goal as a company is to use our platform technology, which is to isolate human RNA from stool samples, to develop diagnostic tests to empower patients and providers to improve their gastrointestinal health. So one of the biggest uh, challenges within GI health is colorectal cancer. It's the second deadliest cancer worldwide. Two thirds of the time it's diagnosed in late stage uh, when prognosis is quite poor. Um, so we need to do a better job with colorectal cancer. Uh, on the positive side, we know from research that 70% of all colorectal cancers could be prevented through better screening. So as much as we're also focused on a number of other things within GI health, we set out a few years ago to develop a next generation colorectal cancer screening test um, that could help drive compliance uh, for colorectal cancer screening. One of the biggest issues is that 44 million Americans are unscreened. They should be screened for colorectal cancer and they're not. Um, and also we need more accurate tests. So we set out to develop a non-invasive at-home test that was easy for patients to do. It had really high sensitivity. And when we say high sensitivity, we mean really good at detecting lesions that should be found and removed via further diagnostic procedures like a colonoscopy. So a couple of years ago, we set out to run an FDA approval study, a 9,000 patient study that we would use as the basis for determining the accuracy of our test and then applying to the FDA. Uh, the, the data from that study hit all of our endpoints. So we demonstrated a 94.4% sensitivity for colorectal cancer, um, a 46% sensitivity for advanced adenomas. So those are precancerous lesions that could become cancerous in the near future. You know, both of those are best in class. You know, there's no test today that is as sensitive as the test that we demonstrated. Um, so really excited about those results. Uh, they did publish in JAMA. Uh, we've had tremendous feedback from advocacy agencies and key opinion leaders and guideline bodies. And ultimately, you know, everyone's really excited to get this test into the hands of clinicians to ensure that patients have access to it, again, to help drive compliance for colorectal cancer screening and help reduce morbidity and mortality associated with this disease. And by the way, Andrew, thanks so much for the additional context, because that really ties in well with, uh, with these results. And I want to make sure we also give you the opportunity to chat about uh, an exciting announcement that recently came out uh, in, in terms of, of you in, in LabCorp. Can you share with the audience what this relationship looks like and what's the team's level of excitement with the announcement? Yeah, absolutely. So today we announced a strategic collaboration with LabCorp. Um, once our test is FDA approved, and you mentioned that our test is in the process of getting FDA approved, we've uh, met all of our FDA endpoints. We've been working with the FDA for the last 10 plus months uh, to get our test approved. And we hope it will be on the market early next year. Um, but you know, in healthcare, it's not necessarily a situation where you build it and they will come. 
Um, there's no shortages of barriers to ensure that um, your test gets into the hands of patients. It can actually have an impact. So first, you have to develop really, really high quality data. It has to go through peer review. You have to navigate the regulatory landscape. Um, you need to talk to payers to ensure the, the test is covered and paid for. Um, but when you talk about something like screening um, for colorectal cancer, uh, something that you're doing for average risk asymptomatic individuals, there's over 110 million Americans in this country that need to be screened for colorectal cancer. Um, it's not simply as easy as the test is there and people use it. And so it was our goal to find um, a partner, a commercial partner who is very integrated into clinical practice, particularly at the primary care level, um, who clinicians trust um, and have familiarity ordering tests from when it comes to, to diagnostic tests. And, and we view there being no better partner as LabCorp, right? Um, they do hundreds of millions of tests um, for patients, diagnostic testing. Um, they have tremendous capabilities to do electronic ordering, um, ensuring that you know those diagnostic tests fit into uh, the existing clinical workflow that physicians have. So um, ultimately, they're going to be our partner uh, to help distribute this test. We're sort of the performing lab, and we think the combination of um, LabCorp's infrastructure and reach and relationships um, with this sort of best-in-class technology and tests that we've developed um, will really ensure that people have access to our test uh, and that we can truly make an impact on you know, the 50,000 plus people that die from colorectal cancer every year on the 40 million individuals that should be screened but aren't screened, right? So we really see LabCorp as being able to ampl amplify the impact that our technology can have. Well, congrats again to you and the team. That's, that's really exciting news and uh, look forward to seeing how that continues to play out. Uh, as, as well as, uh, con, you know, good luck with the pending FDA approval. That's really exciting news as well. What's what's next that you can share with us uh, that, you know, continues to excite you? Actually, before I ask you that, when you look at the future of uh, GI care, what does that look like to you? And then we'll, we'll wrap up with what's next. Um, it's really just, it, it's an underserved area. I'll maybe talk about another area within GI where we see major challenges, um, inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, it's a chronic condition that consists of Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, affects about 3 million American, it's Americans. It's a chronic condition. Um, you know, patients have to switch therapeutics quite often. Um, they're uh, undergoing colonoscopy frequently, sometimes multiple times per year. Um, and today we have no good diagnostic tests to really diagnose, uh, to prognosticate, uh, a patient's future condition, uh, to select the right therapy for the patient, or even to non-invasively understand the patient's disease activity. So um, we really view, you know, one of the things that we're doing is bringing precision medicine uh, to GI health. Uh, it's something that's become very well developed and focused on in some, some areas like oncology, um, but we really do view GI health as, as where we were in oncology decades ago. Um, so ultimately what we want to be able to do is develop extremely accurate tests um, that patients can do at home and conveniently um, that can improve the standard of care for GI health. Um, colorectal cancer is one area, uh, inflammatory bowel disease is another, but there are also other conditions such as hereditary CRC, Lynch syndrome, um, familial adenomatous polyposis, celiac disease, irritable bowel syndrome, and many others. And, and we feel we're uniquely positioned to bring clinicians and patients solutions across that entire spectrum. Well, I'm excited, Andrew, to, to stay in touch and continue to 
uh, have you on and we'll, we'll dive deeper uh, each time, but really appreciate you joining us on the podcast here today, sharing your story, sharing some recent news with us and look forward to future conversations. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and I look forward to being back soon. Thank <laughs> you.